Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's happening? Oh, you know, not getting good enough sleep, uh, not eating well, drinking too much, so the usual. Um, had a birthday a while ago, but I think we've recorded since then. Uh, last week, we didn't do a regular show. We decided that uh, complaining about uh, the... Russian invasion of Ukraine, not the invasion itself, but like all the fucking ham-fisted NATO bullshit right. we've been force-fed was like, we didn't want to do that three weeks in a row, but like now we're kind of here again, and that's probably most of what we're going to talk about, but uh, I've been trying to trying to just get away from politics as much as possible. I know this is, that's sort of the point of the show, but I was actually watching um, Netflix last night, and uh, a episode of their they have a like a documentary. They have a shitload of animal documentaries on there, right? And it's just like, okay, whatever. I'll watch the animals do shit. And they're always getting better at, you know, uh, photographing nature with drone cameras and everything, getting shots that you're just like, how do they get that shot? How do they, you know? Uh, and they had an episode of their their show. It's just called Animal. Second uh, second season of it. I think I maybe have watched it before, but uh, uh, <coughs> pardon me. The episode I was watching was called Birds of Prey, and it was about killer hawks and vultures and falcons and everything and and it was voiced by anthony mackie and i was like hey that's pretty cool because he's got a really nice <laughs> speaking voice and i was like right. oh wait falcon got it <laughs> <laughs> so somebody must have called him up and be like hey you know what would be really cool would be if like you would do the narration for this episode about <laughs> birds of prey because you played falcon in the avengers <laughs> Uh, nice. and he has a really great speaking voice. I was like, who, I, like, I didn't recognize it at first too. And I'm like, who right. fuck's voice is this? This guy's who smooth. Yeah. Smooth voice. Yeah. Very smooth. I, uh, and, and I said, I looked it up, but I was like, perfect. That's fucking perfect. And then I got mad because I watched other episodes that he wasn't the voice of. They had like a different person. <laughs> they weren't and I was like, I, I want to hear his voice on every, he, like he's the new David Attenberg, you know, like he's just, <laughs> he's the new. I, I, I love David Attenborough, but he's, right. and I love watching uh those you know like like planet earth and like those documentaries that he narrates but they also kind of put me to sleep like i find him fascinating but they're, oh he, they're too he's soothing a, he's a human quaalude yeah, absolutely. they're too fucking soothing like you sit there and you just hear like this you know like slowly lapping water and like him talking about like it, it's just real fucking you know relaxing too relaxing sometimes especially yeah. like at the end of a day but, yeah, yeah uh very enjoyable but yeah so um yeah, well, uh, you know, we're we're not going to talk about anything relaxing today, so I guess strap in because uh you know, we we obviously like you said, you know, we didn't want to always just keep talking about you know, this whole fucking, you know, Russia Ukraine situation, but it's literally the only thing that's happening and that's you know, for sure by design. I mean, you know, Biden and Blinken and the national security state uh certainly did everything that they could to provocate and exacerbate the situation in in the ukraine uh in order to get you know to, to to facilitate the what's happening right now because this is obviously letting biden off the hook for everything that he's fucking you know failing to deliver on that he <laughs> that he promised when he ran you know aka literally anything for for the american people wait did um, he promise us something i don't remember even he, he did promise us shitty things even though you know like even beyond just the <laughs> you know like well i mean you know of course we haven't talked about the fucking public option since he won the presidency no shock there but um no i mean and, you know it, it was funny even last week and i know obviously you know what it's for aside you like it was just so funny that the other day they they came out with an article that it was like uh well democrats considered passing a uh 
uh, a bill to send Americans gas cards to to you know deal with the the current gas crisis, but decided it ultimately wasn't feasible. And in like I you know obviously opinions on that itself aside, the idea that they were like, yeah, well, we considered giving you any kind of stimulus whatsoever, but then we just decided we'd rather send you know the fourteen billion dollars to the Ukraine. When at the end of the day, you know, you know, forget about gas prices, fucking groceries, you know, food is out of control right now. The pricing, the pricing on produce is through the fucking roof. Um, and, you know, the, the, the obvious answer in the situation is price controls. But the second that you admit that, then you're admitting that the magical, you know, fucking fairy dust free market is not actually a free market and that it shouldn't actually be a free market in if you want to like have a functioning society so that's like not something that he will even ever mention in a conversation like that's not that's not in the within the spectrum of you know acceptable thought in dc is is price controls or even another stimulus to to fucking help people you know so this was a headline from uh, from washington post or tweet from washington post i don't have a date for it but this was like today or yesterday uh, the Biden administration lacks the funds to purchase a potential fourth coronavirus vaccine dose for everyone, even as other countries place their own orders and potentially move ahead of the United States uh, in line, administration officials said Monday. Um, so we, we can't afford any more vaccines, right? Nope. Can't, can't do that. Uh, headline from New York Times yesterday, Senate passes $768 billion defense bill, sending it to Biden. Lawmakers in both parties linked arms in an overwhelming vote, authorizing an increase in the Pentagon's budget of roughly $24 billion more than President Biden requested. Oh, so it was just like, I, that was nice of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. More more money than the uh, than the commander in chief wanted. Um, but, you know, just can't rub two pennies together for another vaccine so we're no just gonna... no god well, well i mean it's it doesn't matter or anything it's not like you know covid is, is is once again surging in europe and asia right now or anything it's not like it's gonna be here or is already here you know the the newest variant that's gonna fucking you know cause another massive spike that we're gonna be completely unprepared for so you know don't worry about it it'll be fine this i mean i i really truly i was thinking about this today when i was on my lunch break like genuinely this has got to go down as like the worst presidency in u.s history when all said and done assuming he domestically serve a second domestic domestic yeah I, no i mean yeah yeah right yeah right he hasn't you know dropped a nuclear bomb or anything yet but uh yeah i stress the word yet um domestically i mean is this not the most ineffectual president like you know look trump sucked but he certainly got his priorities accomplished in in, in some ways like he got you know the tax cuts pay. he got a lot of the shit that right. he wanted to get passed because well, he wanted to do those things whereas the biden administration their priorities are like to the right of john mccain right. uh it, where where's you know resetting the nuclear deal with iran where'd that go uh where did you know returning normalized relations with cuba go like wh- where did all those things that trump undid that obama did that we thought were good biden says those aren't priorities for my administration so, right, <laughs> even though he crows about being the one that that negotiated the Iran nuclear deal, but I'm sure he never actually wanted to do it in the first place because he's, you know, been Israel's bitch his entire, you know, political life. So I'm sure he right. was made the figurehead of that because, you know, <laughs> Obama was like, look, Joe, just just fucking go, you know, get out of the White House for, for a couple of weeks and go <laughs> go do this and, you know, it'll let you get a political win with this. Uh, you know, I'm sure he had no 
real desire to do it one way or another and it was mostly a formality but it, yeah again he 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 doesn't want to do anything this administration is fucking feckless they don't want to do anything they are the most like probably the most unprepared and you know people are like oh man trump was real unprepared to win because he didn't think he was going to win and that's true but i mean i can't imagine a group of lifelong political you know dc insiders I can't imagine a group of DC insiders being less prepared than the Biden administration was when they took office. Like they had no plans, <laughs> you know, to pass any, any significant legislation. They had no plans to, you know, use any kind of ex like exertion of pressure from the, the office to get any of their priorities accomplished. Like what, what did he, he, why did he want to be president? Like what, what did you run for president for? I don't, I mean, we know well, he for ran his dead son, party, but for his dead son, it was like his dead son's last request was that he would go be a president right. uh, <laughs> and make sure no one else gets health health care. Cause he didn't get it. It wouldn't be fair. It just wouldn't, it wouldn't be, fair. be fair. Yeah. Well, I, I still, I, th I think it's hilarious though, that like as, as incompetent as Biden's team is, the Kamala's team is still like even more <laughs> fucking. Oh, right. Just of course. I mean, like they won't, like the remember that article we read a few what, months ago that they were like just basically said like well we're waiting for kamala's office to tell us what she wants to do but we haven't gotten any indication of like what it is that she wants to like she, she's just you know everyone's saying like oh she's such a born leader she's such a born leader and it's like then go lead <laughs> like what do you you're just waiting for us to tell you what to do and you're i mean we we picked you. You got, you know, it, it's super funny, though, because, you know, that the actual like the, the 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 people behind the wheels of the machine and the Democratic Party fully realize that she's never going to be president. And this is like the end of the line for her because they've seen her, you know, in action with the spotlight on her. Like, you know, we've all seen her and like the voters of California saw her, you know, which is why she had to drop out of the primary because she was pulling fifth in her home state. But now that she's been exposed to a national audience, she's fucking done. So. I, there was a clip you sent me a couple of clips for this episode one of these clips and we should just play it now since we're talking about her yeah. you know obviously she has been one of the faces of the biden administration because biden can't string you know 10 sentences together uh unless they really you know have enough time to prepare his fucking adrenochrome or whatever but she uh has been a lot of the 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 you know the public face and the public spokeswoman of this She's the punching uh, bag. Response. They put her and, out there right, to be they, the punching bag in like the most right, difficult positions right. possible where she's completely unprepared and just blunders her way through this. And so this clip is, is she's uh, sharing a podium with some uh, Ukrainian uh, diplomat. Diplomat, right. And for, and, for uh, a press conference. And the, the question is pretty self-evident here. Yeah. I had to ask you about some reporting that my colleague here in Poland noticed he recently spoke with the mayor of the largest border town who told him that the refugee system is essentially not set up for this, that it will collapse. It's an improvised system that can work for maybe two weeks, but not indefinitely. And I'm wondering what the United States is going to do more specifically to set up a permanent infrastructure. And relatedly, is the United States willing to make a specific allocation for Ukrainian refugees? And for President Duda, I wanted to know if you think, and if you asked the United States to specifically accept more refugees. Okay. <laughs> a friend in need is a friend indeed. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. why, why are you laughing? Like, why are you laughing? <laughs> okay, so this time. Uh, Szanowna Pani Redaktor. Uh, 
Madam, the situation is very complex. Yeah, this is what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't understand uh, what the fuck she was laughing what, about. What, what is so funny? Like, what is funny about like, hey, are you going to accept these refugees from this crisis that you exacerbated and basically caused? Like, are you going to accept them? And you can you commit to like a specific number? <laughs> she, she, she <laughs> they said like she doesn't know. what. To, I think it's like a nervous laugh. Where she, she doesn't know what to say. And it right. just it's like there's no human empathy there. No, you, you sound like a psychopath. Like when you when you laugh at a question like that, you sound like a fucking psychopath. It's the which same she is. same thing. Like, are you to visit the border? <laughs> right, right. Exactly. The other the other refugee crisis that we have in this country. Uh, it's just it, it's it's inhuman. Right. I mean, right. Like, and nobody can has been able to, to you know like train her not to do that. You know, like if you've got handlers, that's the first thing that I would do would say, sit her down and say, look, you cannot respond to questions about people in crisis with fucking laughter. (laughs) What is wrong with you? Oh, my God. She's so bad at this. It's really remarkable that she's gotten this far. She I mean, has, I can I respond mean, to crisis with laughter because I'm not a fucking politician. <laughs> well, you, well, right. You're not being you're not being asked to represent the United States of America. And, you know, it, it, yeah, it, it's she's she's just really bad at this. I, I don't you know, it really goes to show you how far you can get, you know, when when you're, you know, propped up by money. But then also like the absolute brick wall you run into when you actually have to start earning votes and aren't just placed in, you know, <clears throat> anytime you're running in a big national election, that's when you're actually like trying to win votes versus, you know, nearly any like kind of low stakes primary where you're basically just put into that position by if, if you're, you know, in, in well enough with the, with the party, you know, elites, but it really just shows you how fucking, talentless and and you know useless she is in any kind of a fucking political public role yeah i had another clip of her but i we cut it for uh time and just didn't want to spend all of our time bashing on kamala uh of her just like rambling and stumbling over an answer it it might have even been at the same press conference but Um, yeah somebody uh somebody tweeted it out and said like this this is you know the person who didn't do any work for the group project and then shows up high to deliver the presentation (laughs) right well speaking of yeah. Speaking of high to deliver the presentation, you know, while we're while we're on the subject of of morons in the Democratic Party, you can't string sentences together. We should we should go to Pelosi's uh, whole take on the yeah. on this current crisis too, because she also um, just cannot seem to fucking spit out a coherent sentence. Uh, and let's and she's been in politics a lot longer too, so her she has less excuses than Kamala. <laughs> but let's play her clip uh, here. But they know that we can't go there. Uh, the, the, Putin is trying to bait the trap so that uh, we co- go in, and that's the beginning, could be the beginning of World War III. Uh, Putin, totally irresponsible, using weapons that are not allowed under the Geneva Con- Convention. Putin, who uh, threatens chem- use of chemical weapons, um, nuclear, and the rest. So they know that we can't, but it's the ask. Now, he was uh, this morning more... Let's if we can't have an if we can't have a no fly zone, let us have our own, and we need the airplanes to come in. What was that, Grandma? You're you're no, tired, no, and you need no. to go to bed. This morning he was less on the on the ask for the um, uh, the policy, more on let us do it, help us get the planes. But also there is a school of thought that thinks the anti 
aircraft, missiles, and the rest are a very important way. Myself, when I see that, that those tanks, that 40 miles of tanks, I'd like to take out those tanks. I mean, I, I think that air, uh, them having more planes might be useful. I'd like I, to start I'm World War III. A, I, I, a military I, I, str strategist. It's, it's we hope like, that we will be able to get up to okay, a place. That's, that's not I her. Cut her. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I can't I take it anymore. So, she's she's a fucking moron. I mean, Jesus Christ! I didn't even listen to that whole clip the first time you said it to me. Wow! Like, I, does she understand that she's the Speaker of the House of Representatives and that she should not just willy nilly throw out like I'd like to take out forty Russian tanks with our fucking air force? Like, can 40 she maybe miles, not forty, 40 miles? miles of oh, right, excuse me, right. Yeah, so that's the, you know, oh like when we talk about, you know, like uh, elevating women, breaking glass ceilings, uh, you know, women of color, whoever, it, it's it's like the, the whole idea that like their, you know, representation matters and like they're going to bring something to the table that is different than, you know, all all the white men, right? The idea there is that they're going to be more compassionate more empathetic, less likely to, you know, strafe an entire convoy of young men to death from above. Right. Like right. that's, she, that's the thing. And you, she's literally, she's just like, I'd like to take them out. Like, well, she wants her own highway of death. Like her, her great buddy, George HW Bush. She wants her own fucking yeah. highway of death and mass destruction. Like he, like he did when he bombed all the fucking retreating soldiers yeah. in, during the Gulf war. She, she, yeah, she's a fucking moron. But yeah, you're, but, but yeah, I mean, it's a situation where any, any woman or any person with empathy or with human decency, uh, doesn't make it far in Washington. And the fucking, you know, people that make it are a combination of, um, psychotic and bloodthirsty and really fucking stupid. And, and that's who makes and it really wealthy not, and really, and wealthy. really wealthy. Right. Well, that's <laughs> like, that usually all goes well, hand in hand. But right. Pelosi exactly. with her insider trading, what's her net worth? About a quarter of a billion. Yeah, yeah, well over a hundred million, probably yeah, closer to a quarter of a billion at this point because she just cashed in a bunch of Tesla stocks, right? You know, I'm sure no, oh no insider info coming from there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, so oh, oh, I'm sorry, Nancy, you you don't we you, you we we really need to go after Putin because he's using weapons prohibited uh, in the Geneva Convention, like oh, yeah, white I'm phosphorus. Glad you came back to that because yeah, like white phosphorus, maybe that we used yeah. in the Battle of Fallujah, like cluster bombs that we've sold to fucking Saudi Arabia who cluster are bombs. bombing fishing villages in Yemen, like right. maybe cluster, those things, cluster bombs, which are banned internationally by a treaty that the United States and Israel would not sign on to. Oh, for shocker right yeah right israel who who fucking not only uses white phosphorus but also sprays raw sewage uh on palestinian you know homes just not not even people that they're in conflict with just just to fuck with them just to further you know create right. massive well, fucking health i mean that's you know. that's biological warfare right there because right. You're, a lot warfare. of people uh, in the gaza strip have to collect rainwater so it, it, they're contaminating their drinking water when they do shit like that. They're they're because right, they don't allow them to have construction materials to even right. fix their own infrastructure. So they're hoping that, that those Palestinians will get basically, you know, uh, bacterial infections from the water they're drinking and die. That's right. That's biological right. warfare. So right. I was actually because... speaking of bio warfare. I was watching a movie uh, the other night. Um, it was a Swedish film but they dubbed it or at least like the people who didn't speak English as their first language, they like 
just you could tell like they're just you know lips don't match their words right um which is always a weird thing when a director decides to have just everyone speak their own language right and then just like dub it all later <laughs> fix it all later right right which they did that back in you know italian and other european directors would do that when they would hire american actors and they were <laughs> right, like spaghetti western yeah and, and they were right. like i don't know what any who any, what anyone's fucking saying it's like it doesn't matter just say the words you know and this film is called black crab starring uh numi rapace who if you recall she had to uh do the uh self c-section in that alien movie which uh i think is a <laughs> a scene that it, it's like the one scene everyone remembers from that movie and like nothing else uh other, right. other than like um charlie's the ron like not running away from the giant spaceship that's falling on her just like oh gotta run a straight line <laughs> right. like, oh my god uh weird movie. so the movie was interesting because it's about this it's like mm-hmm. some post-apocalyptic war or it's like you know not post-apocalyptic but it, it is the apocalypse and it's you know there's no countries named but it kind of could be anywhere in europe right right and it's this elite team of people that have to like get this you know MacGuffin uh across this frozen um archipelago right of course it's not frozen enough that they don't fall through the ice once in a while because you got to have that drama <laughs> right so they're like literally like they're soldiers who are ice skating you know it's like a road trip but they're ice skating right and the adventures they have along the way but you you gradually realize that like they're the bad guys like they're the baddies right right and that the the macguffin is actually a biological weapon and they're gonna use it because they're about to lose like they're they're losing the war but they're about to basically commit genocide against the civilians of the other military, right? Oh, wow. And once she realizes this, she tries to stop it. But, like, when you finally see her put her dress uniform on, all of her medals are, like, the fucking exact same colors as all the Ukrainian Nazis' regalia. And <laughs> I noticed that. I was like, huh. You know, like, the red and black flag that is a Nazi flag that we've been seeing at, like, every single Ukraine right. protest rally? Right. So she, and then she's got another one that's that's the you know the blonde hair, blue eyes, blue and yellow Ukraine flag too. And so this film came out I don't know like four or five years ago, who knows? But I I looked it up because I was like I can't be the only person that noticed that. And there was a, a recent article because this just came out on Netflix recently because you know they buy shit that's you know years old. And there was an article like addressing that and saying that it was inappropriate to have on Netflix right now, given the current crisis in Ukraine, <laughs> to to draw attention to the fact that like the the fascist army in this movie is it like was directly supposed to represent these Ukraine Nazis, basically. Right. Well, I mean, and we should we should mention what's what's happening in Ukraine because because quite a few developments since we last recorded in, in that vein. Um, you know, in the time since we recorded, uh, Zelensky banned 11 uh, opposition parties, 11 mostly left wing opposition oh, parties for being the Nazi parties. No, no. Weirdly, they didn't ban, you know, the, the right sector, or the Azov battalion or, you know, condemn them even. No, it, they just banned a bunch of, you know, social democratic, socialist, uh, progressive, quote unquote, parties um, that that were Russian sympathizers, according to Zelensky. So, you know. All political opposition must be squashed. Uh, also, they consolidated uh, their news networks apparently to one, and this is from a couple of articles, uh, to one uh, news network, which, you know, uh, I'm sure if, 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 you know, anyone else had done this would have been called a fascist, but, you know, it, it's it's the fucking, the golden, liberals golden boy of the minute, you know, Zelensky and his 
fucking tight t-shirt and his you know his his muscly chest popping out so they they totally are blinded so they don't give a fuck about the fact that he's just you know just being openly fascist in his um tactics and rhetoric and you know i'm sure the reason that they lock down all media and opposition is because we see the just absolute terroristic fucking nazi you know bullshit that the the ukrainian uh, military is conducting right now i mean we saw the the videos tons of videos and tons of pictures from um maripol and other uh azov and other you know just uh, uh ukrainian uh controlled areas where uh people are being like saran wrapped to fucking like telephone and utility poles they're being publicly tortured yeah having their pants pulled down being whipped i mean who the fuck you know having the green uh antiseptic thing thrown in their face that 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 you know takes weeks to come off and could cause blindness like that you know i mean they're literally torturing these people and there's you know a million fucking videos on on twitter you know before everyone's like oh that's fit you know they're, they're there's literally so many fucking different Ukrainian people. soldiers standing right there in right the right frame. i mean like it's just fucking um yeah yeah and, yeah and for a variety of reasons too like apparently like some well so, of course they claim they're all looters which is number one a, a bullshit you you're not you you can't just fucking tie someone to a pole even if they were a looter quote unquote number two it's a fucking country where everything's shut down because of a civil war like yeah people are gonna steal shit so they don't starve to death um and number three that's like a probably a total bullshit excuse anyway because half the things that you see are people saying no it was actually because they were you know russian speakers and then a lot of it was like oh well, they're, they're targeting the the roma minority you know what people refer to as gypsies because that's you know that's actually like an offensive term that the the roma people uh you know there's a roma minority in the ukraine and they're uh, like every other minority in the Ukraine uh, discriminated against like crazy because Ukraine is run by a bunch of fucking Nazis. Like it's, it's a very Nazi sympathetic uh, fucking country right now, especially since 2014, the coup. So yeah, it, it, it's, it's, I mean, just, the Romans have always pretty much been persecuted no matter. No, everywhere like, they've like, gone yeah. so, in, in America too. I mean, look, no question, uh, yeah. but, but they also, you know, aren't, you know, as routinely beaten in the streets as they are in like the Ukraine, you know, in the last right. five, six years, like they've been since since 2014. This you is know, a there's... hilarious headline I, I had here uh, about you mentioned is uh, Zelensky's green T-shirt. And this is going to be a theme we're going to talk more about in the episode, too. But just just the way that like bullshit liberalism has to like romanticize just the most mundane stupid thing and give it fucking meaning like it's Aaron Sorkin like they've all like just you know paid to watch the Aaron Sorkin masterclass and you know think that he actually knows the way to actually write dialogue which he doesn't right. um headline how Ukrainian president Zelensky's simple green t-shirt became an iconic message of defiance <laughs> like you can't put on a fucking suit and tie for work when you're the president but we're gonna we're gonna pretend like that's like folksy and relatable like it's it's, it's seriously bush in the flight suit that's what this is like that's you know it's it's like look, look at me i'm like you i'm just like one of you guys yeah so i'm like this guy whoever wrote this got to be a fucking lunatic so is guy that who's uh based out of seattle writes for the uh independent of london his name's andrew Buncobi. um three other of his headlines could a humanitarian no-fly zone perform a miracle in Ukraine? 
<laughs> a humanitarian fly zone. So literally, oh, humanitarian. He, he thinks sure. it's the fucking magic rainbow bubble. But, you know that that there's no. It's humanitarian. It, we, and you and know. you know these people all know what it is, but they're trying to sell it to the fucking rubes that read their paper still, right? As something it's not because they know the fucking consequences, and you know how they we know they know the consequences. The New York Times today is is just soft, soft fucking you know idea ballooning the idea of like oh you know maybe nuclear war not so bad like there there's this article we'll today that we, we'll use little baby nukes that are right little little small bean nukes and and everything will be fine it'll just be contained to the areas where all the brown people live so you don't have to worry about it no th- this is literally a fucking headline from the new york times today that that i think gave us all a collective aneurysm uh, experts say a new generation of less destructive nuclear arms may make the prospect of a nuclear strike less unthinkable than it once was. And then the, t- the article is, is titled the smaller bombs that could turn Ukraine into a nuclear war zone. So, you know, it's not that bad guys. Don't worry about it. I mean, you know, obviously you know, th- we were told that that would be the, the end of all life on earth because, you know, if, if everyone launched their nukes, we would, you know, essentially wipe out the human population. But Guys, don't worry. We have little nukes. It'll be fine. So then this guy doubles down. Next headline here. Um, and th- this is clearly like the the kind of liberal that, uh, you know, would would happily uh, post homophobic Trump and Putin having, you know, BDSM sex memes. Um, this headline would Putin, uh, will Putin have to stop using Botox because of Russian sanctions? Like, like, just like that's a like that's a real news story. Really, that's just clickbait for like, oh. ha Look at look at Putin. It's like, and and but, meanwhile, the like, so you know, I mentioned they consolidated onto one one you know news network basically in Ukraine. So on this Ukrainian news network, I believe it's called Ukraine Ukraine Twenty Four. Um, the other day, a a an anchor said this. I I want to read this in in full because this is the kind of shit. And this is, you know, confirmed, translated by multiple people. There's, there's a video clip of it from Ukraine 24. You actually learn Ukrainian over to, over the weekend in order to right. No, I, I personally oh. translate. No, yeah. but multiple sources have said, no, this is an accurate translation. Uh, I know, and this is a news anchor again on Ukraine's now only news network. Uh, I know that as a journalist, I have to be objective. I have to be balanced in order to report information to you with a cold heart. But to tell you the truth, it's very hard to hold on now, especially at a time like this. And since we are called Nazis, fascists, and so on in Russia, I will allow myself to quote Adolf Eichmann, who said that in order to destroy a nation, you must destroy, first of all, children. Because if you kill their parents, the children will grow up and take revenge. By killing children, they will never, they will never grow up and the nation will disappear. The armed forces of Ukraine cannot kill Russian children because it is forget, forbidden by the rules of uh, war, and it is prohibited by various conventions, including the Geneva Convention. But I am not from the armed forces of Ukraine. When I get the chance to take out Russians, I will definitely do it. So you call me a Nazi, I adhere to the doctrine... Oh my god, I mean, it's, could he lay it out anymore, obviously. I adhere to the doctrine of Adolf Eichmann, and I will do everything in my power to ensure that you and your children never live on this earth. So you can feel what it is like when innocent civilians die so you could feel all the pain and suffering when you say quote we didn't start the war it was putin we didn't want this war well we didn't want it either um and he goes on and on but i mean imagine saying that imagine fucking on a news network your news anchor being like oh yeah you know what well you know adolf eichmann 
great ideas. Great guy. I, I think, you know, I, basically they're like, well, if you're going to call me a Nazi, I'm just going to go ahead and admit that I'm a Nazi and tell you that I can not only, I, I mean, he's, and he's clearly not reading something. He's this guy is very like off his chest. So he clearly just has Adolf Eichmann quotes, you know, right on top of the fucking brain. So what does that tell you about the <laughs> like fucking the guy that I've never even heard of before? Like I know a few of the, you know, higher up uh, i believe he was the minister of propaganda for yeah. for, for hitler or... but uh yeah so I, I had one last headline from this guy um this andrew Bunkovi guy how trump and sanders combined to make us's most liberal generation <sighs> like, like the horseshoe theory thing that like you know right the, right of course the liberal he's, he's admitting the liberals are the center and that you know these two radical extremes of Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump has, you know, forced the nation to, uh, you know, become a more liberal democracy and reject the extremes. Like, yeah, the, 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 the extreme radical left of Bernie Sanders who, uh, still can't help but say imperialist shit <laughs> at every turn. Uh, right. Right. Of course. And by, by the way, Adolf Eichmann, he, uh, he the Goebbels was actually the minister of propaganda. Adolf Eichmann was the Obersturbenfuhrer, and he was one of the major organizers of the Holocaust. So, you know, great guy. Um, right. But, and this is, these are the I people just... that were be, you know, at first they said there's no Nazis, right? They, they said that's Russian propaganda. There's not really Nazis. And then it was like, oh, well, it, like they did the thing that, that right wingers do with climate change. They're like, it doesn't exist, but if it does exist, it's good. It's, <laughs> it's that fucking childish mental schism where they right. said, well, there's no Nazis. But now that we don't know they're Nazis, actually are Nazis, like, well, what if we just arm them and they're 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 the good guys now? Um, so I have a tweet. Well, I got a tweet well, here from somebody with a, a Ukraine flag. Yeah. Um, said Azov is a complicated topic. If the U.S. gets invaded tomorrow, I could see the Proud Boys and the KKK defending their country, maybe even side by side with the Libs and the Wokes. Is that wrong? Does that mean that the U.S. is far right? Not really. Yes. It is a fight for survival for all. Like, what What fucking... Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and again, I think we've proven beyond, and they have themselves have proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that they're a country full of fucking Nazis. It's not just the Azov Battalion. You have fucking newscasters going on television quoting Adolf Eichmann off the top of their head. This is clearly a country that has fucking ingrained Nazi values into their fucking culture. Um, you know, it, it, but by the way, Ukraine, and of course, you know, there were people in the Ukraine who were on both sides of, of, you know, World War II, like who supported each side, but Ukraine is responsible for 25% of the deaths during the Holocaust. They sent 1.5 million Ukrainian Jews to the fucking, you know, to their deaths in concentration camps. So oh, yeah. And this the, guy, idea... the guy that did that is considered a national hero by Zelensky. So it, this no But he's <laughs> Jewish. How could that be? He's Jewish. I don't understand. I'm a, yeah. I'm a fucking five-year-old. You know so I don't else? understand. That you know who else uphold... was Jewish? Yeah. Hitler. Oh my God. I really, I, I feel like I'm fucking arguing with five-year-olds when I have this conversations with, with like liberals about this. Oh yeah. By the way, on that network also on Ukrainian 20, Ukraine 24, which is now the de facto news of the Ukraine, because it's the only network that's really operating anymore. 
um they had this guy on he's like the head of the military medical service who by the way cnn has had on multiple times so you know he's clearly uh, a reputable fellow um the other day was on ukraine 24 and uh the head of the uh, military medical service talked about the fact that the order was given to castrate wounded russian soldiers because they are quote cockroaches not people and there's also a video clip of that that multiple people have translated um yeah so they're just fucking nazis like they're they're just out and out nazis i mean and this is again like you said they're just hyper normalizing it because they realize that that they done fucked up meaning like the (laughs) the u.s you know media in in this so they need to fucking save face somehow but again it's the same as the the fucking bio lab in the ukraine where it was like well there is no bio lab in the ukraine where they're testing out weapons and then it was well okay yeah there's a lab in the ukraine but it's just for you know studying infectious diseases it's not you know for bio lab and then it's like we need to stop russia before the weapons if they fall into the hands of the russians they're completely safe right now and And then the third progression was right that we need to stop the russians from getting to the front the bio weapons in the bio lab that's totally not a bio lab like it's just like how stupid do you think we fucking are like this you can't put this isn't 1970 we have fucking access to unlimited media sources like you cannot pull the shit that they used to pull well we used to until the u.s banned rt news um well that's true right they've done great great liberal democracy we have when we're we're banning other all sources of information from one source of one side of a conflict that seems that seems fair yeah (sighs) luckily we have al jazeera news and other organizations that aren't afraid to actually report (laughs) on things and you know (laughs) <laughs> which i'm sure will bomb their fucking news headquarters again for you know oh, as, yeah. as a well, nice thank there, you there was that um the account that was sharing out all the pictures of people who were being uh tortured publicly strapped to poles right that account right. got taken down by twitter yeah right? i saw that and you know like it, it'll be how long till they you know twitter bans telesaur again right like i just saw them tweet out let me see if i can find it uh, yeah, so this is a tweet from Telosur English. Russia has sent 4,165 tons of humanitarian aid to Ukraine since March 2nd. And, you know, a <laughs> little bit different narrative than I'm hearing over on uh, every other fucking media network in this country. Right. So, it, you know, even Democracy Now! I mean, I tuned into uh, TYT today for just because I, wa- I, I was just like, how bad? Morbid curiosity. <laughs> yeah, and it was 20 minutes, a solid 20 minutes that I could stand it. And it was nonstop Jenk Unger and Anna Kasparian talking about Donald Trump. It, it like they can't. Are you sure like, you didn't watch a rerun from 2019? I mean, today's sure? date. And I switch over to How? democracy now because they have nothing else to do. But like, what is he even? What are you talking about with him? Like, what can you even like? Yeah, he made a comment about the situation in Ukraine. He didn't even really say anything like how how can you talk about you can Donald Trump a, at a time like you can go this? on a radio show for three minutes and it drives them insane. And they it's like that's the only shtick they have left. They, they're not intellectually curious people. They're not, you know, that's reading true. other things. They just like, true. Here's the guy that Jenk Unger wishes he was. He, I mean, he remember he ran for office and lost, like just got obliterated in California. So that tells you something. Uh, just can't. He wants to be the guy that Donald Trump is. He's obsessed with him. Uh, but I switch over to democracy now, and I'm like, okay, I know they're just going to be totally anti-war no matter what. But like, they just had some another fucking. Uh, NATO spokesperson on giving updates about the situation in Ukraine. 
like another another fucking Atlantic Council stooge, right? And I'm like, this is this is supposed to be independent media. Like, if I want to get this bullshit, I can just put on ABC. Um, actually, we have a clip from ABC or CBS here. Uh, not about Ukraine though, but uh, yeah. So it's it's just it's like, do do I do I support what Russia's doing? No. Do I think it's justified? For the most part, arguably, arguably, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, like we said weeks ago, if, if Canada and Mexico joined a military alliance with China, we would not tolerate that. We, especially, no, we would have obliterated. We would have probably nuked both of those fucking countries right. from orbit. And that's just that's you know, if you if there was that um, geopolitical scientist that we had a, a clip of uh, a few weeks ago, and he said, look, it, it's just we made it clear in the Cuban Missile Crisis that Russia cannot put nuclear weapons in our backyard. The Western Hemisphere is our backyard. And the Eastern Hemisphere, at least the northern part, you know, half the continent of Eurasia, that's that's Russia's territory. And they're not going to let us keep pushing NATO further and further towards the border. They're just not going to. And they've pretty much got a lock on being the, the major provider of fossil fuels to Europe so they can kind of do whatever they want. And they know it, so they are, right? right? And and that's not ethical or good or moral, <laughs> but that is the state of the world. And you know, I mean, I, right? I, and it's it just, but this like the thing that bothers me so much here in America is just being nonstop fed, completely one sided propaganda, uh, completely ahistorical propaganda. It just just well, the phrasing of everything that every every time right. you know it's it's Russia doing it. Uh, you know, just just all the words change. Suddenly, it's you know attack and you know butchered, massacred, and you hear nothing of what these Ukraine. When they're using cluster bombs, it's not like Ukraine's been shelling the the you know the Donetsk and Luhansk regions with cluster bombs since 2014. You know, don't worry about that. But Putin's using them, so he's a war criminal. Right. Unlike unlike Zelensky and every other you know fucking Nazi puppet that's been put into that seat. It, it's just no, it, there's no report like i mean people are like oh you get your news from twitter it's like well i have to because it's the only place that people can actually will get things out that are actually going on but that's also bullshit when people say that because it's also like oh you get your news from twitter like that you know because because to a boomer that means like oh you get your news from like you know joe name bunch of numbers who's <laughs> tweeting something right. when meanwhile it's like no we get links to Articles from Al Jazeera and the BBC exactly. and Reuters aggregated, and, but yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll have those conversations with my mother, and she's like, "Well, I haven't seen anything about that." It's like there's a reason. Yeah, for I bet that. there's a reason for that. <laughs> and and you know, Pasaki, I don't know if you caught this, but I and I had a clip, but I I, I couldn't find in my bookmarks. But she admitted to the fact that the United States has no strategy right now in Ukraine other than prolonging this conflict and you know there have been multiple reports i think even in the new york times today about how the the idea is that the u.s thinks that this is going to bleed putin dry like to keep him keep him in this conflict and i'm like this is so fucking insane the fucking the games these people play with our fucking lives number one this is not going to bleed putin dry if he wants to and gets really pissed off he's just going to fucking end this thing if he wants to he's trying to actually not cause mass civilian deaths, you know, despite the way that they report the situation, uh, because he knows that that's not, you know, a good look and that's not necessarily what his, his objective is. But this idea that like 
they're going to keep him in this to bleed him dry. And then they're telling everyone in the media that like, oh, well, you know, Putin, and you know, knowing full well, this is not true. Oh, well, he's not just going to stop in the Ukraine. If we don't, you know, do something, he may go, he may try to take Europe back. He may try to, ref- you know, like, it's just fucking fantasy. Like, that's not at all what's happening. Like, you're, you have to be a fucking five-year-old. Right. To believe that Putin is trying or, to take or, or over they Europe, think that sanctions are going to somehow, you know, like he's gonna he's gonna buckle under sanctions, like he didn't didn't expect to be sanctioned already, right? Like, this is a country with, you know, vast vast resources, and you know, while they certainly don't blow all their fucking money on the military the way we do on six hundred million dollar ships that don't no, work. which is why they have some resources because uh, <laughs> they don't spend all their fucking money on giant you know 50 ton pieces of fucking tin that don't move right and well, they're fucking and, and one of their biggest well, allies is the richest country in the world fucking china so like what they right. have nothing to worry about in this in that and, and they still they still have like their their military still has like the collective memory of you know being the Red Army that took down Hitler. I mean, Putin was right. talking about this. Like, hey, who 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 uh, took Berlin? Was it was it the Americans? Was it the English? No, right. It was us. <laughs> so, like, they, they, you know, every one of their soldiers has that mentality of like, we're still we're still that army. That that's the fucking glory of the thing we did. Right. right. That's their propaganda so that they use to the, get their soldiers not gonna, like, riled up. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly invading another country, you're not going to have uh, the same morale as if you were liberating a country. Uh, but you know, it's still like they're they're not they're not going to wear out anytime soon. Is is really no. my point? No, and and certainly we're playing the most dangerous game in the world because again, the the people that are behind the wheel in the Biden administration are fucking, you know, asleep behind the wheel. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. And you know, just today. We we fucking announced sanctions on China, like citing the Uyghur, the Uyghur, the genocide of the Uyghur Muslims, which is fucking laughable because you know it's it's been more or less proven that that was just a total fucking CIA construct in the first place, and that's been going on for like five to ten years, and all of a sudden, the day after we were like, hey, you better condemn your 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 friends in Russia, and they're like, yeah, no, we're not going to do that, we're not going to get involved. I mean, they pretty we, much we did. Decide- you remember when I read that press statement that that the Chinese communist party put out saying that they respect the sovereignty of Ukraine and it should be respected by everyone else too. That That's straight up saying we don't support this invasion. <laughs> right. But then they also are like, uh, but you know, also this was obviously exacerbated by the fucking idiots in the, in, in NATO and the U S who were, yeah, you know, they, really, they mentioned that it, it was a more very even handed statement than I'd heard from literally anybody in Western media. Which right. was just not at all acceptable to the U.S. Like that was just no. not acceptable, of course, because they told the truth. And so, yeah, the day after they were basically like, "Hey, hey, say something about this," and, and China wouldn't. They decide to sanction them. So now we're 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 antagonizing the two biggest fucking you know power you know world powers, who if they decide to get together could collectively wipe us off the map without firing a shot. I mean, they could they could crater our fucking economy. And very likely will, because sanctions are a fucking very hostile act. And, you know, they will respond in kind. And we do not want to get into a currency ex- escalation with fucking China right now, because no. it, it's just not going to end it's well just, for us. I think people just don't really under Like, we keep talking about how we're this liberal democracy, right? And the rest of the world goes, liberal democracy? Are you kidding? Uh, you know, the, the country that has sanctions on a third of the planet... And who decides those right. sanctions? What what democratic governing body decides 
to levy sanctions. There isn't. Right. No, one. it's the State Department. It's not even. It, you couldn't it's, even say that it's yeah. you know Congress. It's not even them. Like, and the State Department is unaccountable to mm-hmm. any level of the public or any other form of government. Like it's they're literally above every other branch of government. Like the right. Supreme Court can't do anything to change no, whatever the no. the State Department wants to do. It's that high up. Like even the Pentagon, you can sue them, right? You can't sue the State Department. No, and which is why you know Kennedy ended up fucking dead because he he understood that they have way too much fucking power. He he wanted to drastically reduce the influence that the State Department had on on you know foreign policy, and he wanted to get rid of the CIA. And Splinter, you know. At least split well no he wanted yeah he wanted to literally destroy the cia and get like it's you splinter it into a thousand pieces and scatter it to the wind was like his exact quote about it apparently mm-hmm. and uh we all saw what happened there uh his head actually was the thing that got splintered into a thousand pieces Ooh. and splattered to the wind so oh. you know yeah dead kennedy is good band though <laughs> great band great band um uh, good politics although now i think they're like shitty and liberal i heard oh yeah and i saw something oh, like that like they so they put out a tweet endorsing joe biden and that's just like oh, God, oh man you just tore up your punk credibility card there buddy fucking lame ass <laughs> shit man like even if you were even if you were like yeah i gotta vote for this guy like you don't use the fucking band's twitter account to publish that right eddie vetter had the good sense oh. to not say anything you know like i'm sure he voted for biden grossly but like he didn't fucking you know do a million rallies for him and shit like he had the good sense to not seriously say anything um yeah all right well let's you know before we get out of here let's get into some of the the supreme court stuff because um you know obviously the while this is all going on you know they 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 still have to confirm uh kentaji brown jackson who's who's biden's nominee to replace um um what's his face uh briar uh Stephen Breyer who's yeah retiring the whitest man alive Stephen Breyer who is the answer to the question what would ice cream taste like if it was just beige <laughs> right like not beige in color but what what would the flavor of beige be it, it just just kind of tastes like drywall and and that's that's what Stephen Stephen Breyer is he's just a fucking remember hu- like human w- piece of drywall when yes. you were a kid like before you were allowed to have glue at school they gave you paste right <laughs> right non-toxic so you could if you're an idiot and eat all you want it. <laughs> right right exactly <laughs> oh god yeah so so katashi brown jackson um you know she she's you know for as much as like she's had a, enough bad rulings already to kind of judge you know where where we think she might end up she's a fairly unknown entity because she hasn't ruled on a lot of big cases you know that the supreme court would be expected to rule on which is probably why they picked her <laughs> do you see the the onion article today no I it was, it was uh gop senators grill uh nominee jackson over her lack of supreme court experience <laughs> <laughs> right so and, and you know every every fucking supreme court um uh hearing turns into a fucking clown show as per usual because then you have you know, people like Ted Cruz holding up fucking, you know, an end of policing, like that book, an end of policing and people like, you know, do you support this? And like, just, just, just nonsense fucking, you know, that this is, this is their time to shine because they know that, you know, 
30 million people are going to see these clips or whatever right. a, a decent chunk of the of it's, the american public is going to see theater. these clips. it's theater it's it theater. has nothing to do with her right but of course because she's black they're going to ask her about critical race theory it's like of course is, is there even is though it, she's never said anything about it probably it right. would be my guess uh, i mean like she she's married to a white guy like you think she's <laughs> some radical you know sada shakur right. you know flee the country to you know it's 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 hilarious but it's also telling and we're going to play a clip here how they can still easily like get her to say the most terrible things that really show you who she is um and and you know at least at the very least she was a public defender instead of a prosecutor like everybody else on the fucking court uh but yeah so this is um let's see clip number three um, and yeah, I, I don't remember. I think it's who's uh, questioning her, but her answer is very telling here about uh, war criminals. Yes, yes, absolutely. Just ask. I don't know you well, but I've been impressed by our interaction, and you've been gracious and charming. <clears throat> Why in the world would you call Secretary of Defense Rumsfeld and George W. Bush war criminals in a legal filing? Why? It seems so out of character for you. Senator, you may have been talking. Are you talking about briefs that I or habeas petitions that I filed? Talking about when you were representing a member of the Taliban and uh, the Department of Defense identified him as an intelligence officer for the Taliban. And you referred to the secretary of defense and the sitting president of the United States as war criminals. Why would you do something like that? It seems so out of character. Well, Senator, I don't remember that particular reference, and I um, was representing my clients and making arguments. Um, I'd, I'd have to take a look at what you what you meant. I did not um, intend to disparage the president or the the Secretary of Defense. Well, war, being a war criminal has uh, huge ramifications. You could be subject to the jurisdiction of the International Criminal Court and hauled before Not if you're American. that international tribunal and tried <laughs> right. for war crimes. So <laughs> it's not a casual comment, I would suggest. Thank you. Thanks, Senator Cornyn. Senator Whitehouse. I mean, what what a ridiculous thing for him to even say that that somehow if she just files a, a writ of habeas corpus, that like that somehow means that the president uh is suddenly vulnerable to international law like, like right which we know is not true because we don't recognize the international criminal right. court we're not a member of the court and no. we don't recognize its legitimacy and in fact we passed a law that said if any u.s soldier got hauled in front of the court we would send in like a fucking we'd know, invade the steel right. team six and invade the hague uh to to get them out <laughs> like that's what we oh, think of international God. law right so so w- when i hear people you know oh the Putin's a war criminal. They say, you don't have any right to say that as an American. You don't have any room to fucking maneuver on this from a legal standpoint. You know, what is or is not a war criminal. But, the, but you know, if if I was up there and I was being interviewed and, and some, you know, foghorn, leghorn senator was like, why would you call him a war criminal? Well, that just, look at here, lady. Right. Uh, my answer would be, is George W. Bush... And Donald Rumsfeld, the war criminal? Yes, absolutely, unequivocally, utterly, doubtlessly, unquestionably, precisely, categorically, and unconditionally, yes. Right. <laughs> what I would say is, um, what, what, what would you, Senator, what would you call somebody that 
started two illegal wars against countries that didn't attack us and are responsible for the deaths of conservatively a million civilians uh, in Iraq and Afghanistan. I mean, the if the entire war on terror, it's about six million people we've killed. Right. Yeah. Oh, and wow. and yeah, that was Jesus kicked Christ. off in earnest by Oof. fucking Skull and Bones Rumsfeld. And I, I mean, I, I love I love the scene of Steve Carell in the movie Vice where uh, they make it clear that Rumsfeld uh, thinks that Kissinger is a fucking pussy. Right. That's so funny. Like he's so evil that Kissinger is the, the most evil human beings alive. Henry Kissinger is like, oh, yeah, no, he's a he's pussy. Yeah, he he's a, he's a fucking lightweight. He's a half. Kissinger's a half measure. <laughs> you, you don't you don't go into Argentina and kill 30,000. You go in and kill 300,000. Right. But, uh, you know, hey, look, public defender uh, Kintaji Brown Jackson sounds fucking awesome because she's she's out here calling George Bush a war criminal and defending, you know, members of the Taliban. Like she sounds way better than uh, Supreme Court nominee Kintaji Brown Jackson. But that's, you know, there maybe there's a sliver of hope that she won't be completely fucking awful. But, you know, I, I, I don't hold much hope for that because it's, you know, when they get in those seats, you know, they do what they do. But it doesn't matter if she is or not, because typically the court rules uh more the to the left were. than people give them credit for um socially even, socially even the, for sure never yeah. with economics or corporate you know when it comes oh to yeah labor. You know, no they're all right wing when it comes to capital um right but like traditionally you'll you'll see conservative justice start moving further left the longer they're on the court <laughs> so uh but you know it, it's the thing that already just makes me feel gross is how much they're trying to make um her into the next RBG, you know, with just, just all the zeitgeist and, and propaganda and marketing about her nomination that, Oh, this is the, you know, the first time, you know, and I'm like, yeah, okay. That's important. Okay. But we got a clip here from uh, CNN and I don't even know who this pundit is, but just like, listen to her vocal delivery of how impassioned she is about certain things about this nominee. Right. That have no real substance. Right. I was looking at the parents. Must be so difficult to sit there without a tear. But it was her husband, the surgeon who she met at Harvard, uh, who couldn't help but to, to tear up in this historic moment when she thanked him. Yeah, that was such a sweet and touching moment. Her parents beamed as they watched. But he's the one that was really feeling it and, and breaking down. She has called him in the past the rock, her rock, her personal rock. And but David, prior to his tears, right before, and, and we were still on at the moment when I just noticed her quietly wiping away her own, really in touch and in tune with the magnitude of the moment. And I was thinking about, in that particular moment, the generations of black women uh, who are brilliant and resilient, who would have achieved, who could have achieved, who should have, but for the knee of injustice that, that has been dealt with in, in the past. And so there are some who are lamenting that it took 233 years to get to the first black female nominee. But at the same time, there's this overwhelming feeling of celebration uh, that here we are. And, and she referenced that today, talking about the shoulders uh, that she stands on. And so while a lot of people have talked about how she's not going to change the balance of the majority of the court, but she's going to bring this unique set of experience. She's going to bring her voice there. And, and it's an inspiration for so many about what's possible. Lindsay Davis here with us, and there'll be so many questions about what drives her decision-making. She said there in, in front of not only that room, but the country, uh, what Justice Stephen Breyer said on his 
first day of his hearings uh, so many years ago. She said, what is the law supposed to do seen as a whole? It is supposed to allow all people to live together in a society where they have so many different views, so many different needs to live together in a way that is more harmonious. She said, I could not have said it better myself. Apparently not if you're the victim of a war criminal, though. <laughs> right. Then right. the court's out of luck, right? There's no no substance about any, like, substantive, like, how you notice she says, judge, like, how she's going to rule. Yeah, just, like, she's not going to change the balance of the court. She's not going to make any waves. She's not going to swing the court one way or the other. She's just going to be middle of the road, milk toast. Oh, but, 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 but also brilliant and resilient. She she has a voice and inspiration and the magnitude of this moment. Like, it's it's just all selling fucking books and T-shirts and fucking... Merch. Like lecture ticket sales. That's all this right. is. This is this is letting the public know that this is your new RBG. Right. And there's nothing that they can't make into fucking capitalism. There's nothing that they can't package and sell to people, you know, regardless of how important the position is or how significant of a of a job it is, they there's nothing that they will not fucking package and mass produce and try to sell to people as you know the next fucking franchise in in this country it's right and you know they're already right in the fucking network you know netflix special about it sure it's 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 all just you know and again it's like this isn't any poor reflection on her right it's just this is what the this is what the fucking media does and it's it's a brand it's a brand called uh you know (laughs) i i don't know what you call it but it's just it's when you see it when you recognize that it's like it's not news it's a marketing campaign for a brand for people in the media i mean i'm sure she's got like a talent agency already lined up for her right oh for sure she's got an she's got an agent for that sort of stuff she's got an agent she's got you know like she's she's figuring out what her speaking fees are going to be like what's what's the going rate on uh you know a sitting Supreme Court justice to come, you know, give a, give a, you know, sit on a stage next to Hillary Clinton and talk to the audience about, you know, whatever. Uh, Oh God. It's just so gross. And like, and, and look, and again, like I'm not, this is, I don't, I don't say this in an anti-intellectual way. I think, you know, college is a good thing. The Ivy league is a fucking stain on humanity. And the fact that, the only justice I think that we've had in the last like 30, 40 years that's not from the Ivy League is uh ironically Amy Coney Barrett, the you know one of Trump's nominees. But uh but I mean, God, can we stop fucking electing people to any position of power who went to a fucking Ivy League school? Because they are almost all psychopaths, like just completely like just empathyless, you know, emotionless fucking bloodthirsty capitalist psychopaths and that's like what the ivy league does like that's what they churn out that's who they hire as professors people that teach that sort of stuff and you know a lot of people online that was a big topic of conversation because economics as like a, as a major was was coming up and they're like you yeah, know it's it's 100 right wing you know anti-labor propaganda the the actual you know the the subject of economics in in, in college um the way it's taught and and it's just like it, it's so fucking detrimental to our society to let people like that run the country and that's the only people that we let run the country right so that but that they won't they know that so this this woman on cnn who's saying all this bullshit knows that because she wants the audience at home to care about race and gender not class consciousness 
So right. you're never going to hear them bring up, uh, you know, oh, here's how she ruled on a labor dispute. No, never. no, you're never going to hear, you know, it'll it'll just be like, oh, the, the, they voted the right way on the Voting Rights Act thing that we do, you know, whatever that is, right. whatever that means. So <sighs> I have one yeah. uh, piece of good news here. Um, <clears throat> this is hilarious that the fucking royal family still does these little fucking global tours of the commonwealth um (laughs) the kind of thing that like you you look at on on their subjects right right and you know like you watch the the series the crown and like the crown makes the royal family look terrible and that's why the royal family wanted them to put a disclaimer out and netflix was like no uh and it's a really good series because you know it almost makes you empathize with these people but then like reminds you eventually that like they're all fucking terrible people right uh and in a large part just because they're prisoners they're prisoners of this horrible thing that should be done away with but see this headline um (laughs) jamaicans shun prince william and duchess kate visit and demand slavery reparations (laughs) so they were on a little whirlwind tour of the commonwealth and they've been getting protested everywhere they go uh so i just want to read a little bit from this article here Mm -hmm. Uh, dozens of well-known leaders in Jamaica, including professors and politicians, are demanding an apology and slavery reparations as the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge prepare for a trip to the former British colony. Uh, uh, the group is rejecting the visit of Prince William and Kate scheduled for Tuesday, part of a larger trip to the Caribbean region that includes, uh, co- I'm sorry, that coincides with the 60th anniversary of Jamaica's independence and the 70th anniversary of the coronation of Queen Elizabeth II. <laughs> um, maybe I won't read all this, but like I just saw this another headline. Uh, so basically, like the 300 years of slavery, right? And they they've like never been compensated, right? It's just right. like, well, you're free now, right? Um, but I just saw this other headline. Uh, where to go here? Um with a hilarious picture of the two of them. And and the headline reads Jamaica to remove queen as head of state. (laughs) So and they've, they've timed this exactly for them to be there. And they're going to do this as soon as they leave, which is like, this is the last time you're going to come here. (laughs) Bye-bye. And the picture, the picture is of the two of them in like some kind of jungle safari gear, the kind of shit that like British people love to wear to feel like they're, you know, getting out there and being part of the world where it's not freezing cold. And they have to interact with the savages. Right. They they love to wear their fucking colonizer gear. You know, their fucking pith helmet and all that shit. (laughs) Right. So they're both wearing like all khaki, right? And they're both like looking down and scowling with like their arms folded. Like it's just like the best fucking picture. Like it looks like they just got told that their 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 fucking grandmother is <laughs> yeah. gonna be removed as head of state of Jamaica. And I'm just like, well, mom's so not gonna take good. this well. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's my best impression oh, of the fucking man. Prince William. Man. But yeah, but, it's it's a great this was from uh headline was from uh the voice newspaper at the voice news on Twitter. So seek it out if you want to have a good laugh. Yeah. No, um, very, very enjoyable. But yeah, so Oh God! All right. Well, I uh, I think that pretty much wraps us up. Uh, oh, did you want to run that uh, funny clip from our funny friend who doesn't uh, know she's our friend? 
<laughs> right. Yeah, I guess we could run. We'll let's just run that real quick. So yeah, we we had another funny clip, totally devoid of any any other context. But we, it's just a funny clip. So let's play that. And, Welcome uh, back to the Celeb Roundup. I'm your host Emily Movies. Full disclosure: there was and still is a gas leak in our studio. But as they say in Hollywood, the show must go continue. George Clooney was spotted today with his wife Amala Rihanna Grande wearing tiny clothes at the place where water is. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this gossip. Jennifer Lopez is splitting up with her longtime boyfriend. The sound a garbage disposal makes when you throw a spoon in it. When reached for comment, the spoon said, Sandra Bullock is starring in a new movie with a nightmare I had about my stepfather. Will his ghostly torment ever release its hold on my psyche? Um, check please. According to representatives from both parties, peanut butter and jelly are experiencing an amicable split. Does someone spell Oscar buzz? Only baby bump will tell. Big Hunky has adopted a dog with small girlfriend. Could this spell smooches for trouble in paradise? Smells like Oscar buzz. No, you guys, it really smells like Oscar buzz in here. I'm going to throw up. It's <laughs> <laughs> great shit. Oh, I That's love her. Cool. She's so funny. Kylie Brakeman. Hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. Check her on Twitter. The, the kind of yeah. person that like the fucking Comedy Central will never give a show to. No, no, they'd rather give it to to the to the lady that does the Donald Trump lip syncs and and has no other <laughs> fucking jokes. You got a whole fucking Netflix deal out of that. That what? Jesus Christ! What a what a time capsule that show is going to be. <laughs> you know, twenty years from now. Um, yeah. Ugh. Well, yeah. <laughs> right. Um. All right. Well, I think that does it for us today. But um, if you want to support the show, rate and view, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on SoundCloud, SoundCloud.com slash Move Left facebook.com slash move left idiots uh patreon.com slash move left i am on twitter at move underscore left uh and as always i'm on twitter at bike slutty yeah we'll see you next week